Welcome to Black and Proud, a weekly podcast that sets out to educate, enlighten, and entertain you by sharing stories about the black race. Ranging from politics to sports, pop culture to modern history, these stories will tell of perseverance and resilience, tragedy and heartache, bravery, triumph, and overcoming. I'm your host, Anthony McNeil, and I welcome you to share this journey with me as I explore what it truly means to be black and proud. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number two of the Black and Proud podcast. Once again, it's me, your boy, Anthony McNeil, your host. And I greatly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to this podcast. I just have one favor to ask of you. If you can do me a favor, please. If you learn one thing from this podcast episode, can you do me a favor and share it with at least one other person? After all, that's the reason why I started this podcast, because I heard some information that I did not know. And instead of sharing it with just one, I wanted to share it with the masses. So do me a favor. If there's one thing that you take from this podcast today, just go out and share it with at least one other person. Now, let's go ahead and get into today's topic. The young lady that I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you probably have never heard of her. You may, you might have, but chances are you might not have heard of this woman. And the reason why I say that is because the industry that she worked in and what she is really, where she is really known is not a quote popular industry um, that the mainstream would know about as far as what her contribution was. The lady that I'm speaking about is Ms. Valerie L. Thomas an American scientist and inventor. Now, before I get into her story, I have to tell you that there was not a lot of information about Mrs. Thomas's personal life. Believe me, I searched and I, I dug everywhere I could, but I could not find a lot of information about her life prior to her professional life. There was a little bit of information, but not a whole lot. So I'm going to share with you what I did find. Miss Thomas was born in 1943 in Maryland, and at a very early age, when she would sit around the house, she would watch her dad work on electronics, things like TVs and radios and other items that they had sitting around the house. Now, again, we're talking about the late 40s, early 50s here, and watching her dad do all these things, especially with the television. Now, you have to remember, TVs back then were not like they are today. If you've never seen one, when you open up those TVs, they were huge, first of all. But when you open up the back of them, there were these tubes and all kind of other things inside the TV that made them actually work. And as a young girl, Mrs. Thomas was fascinated about the idea of all of these things inside of this box, putting out this picture on the other side. It became the beginning of her interest in electronics and, and science. And when she was about eight years old, she came across this book called The Boy's First Book on Electronics. Just a side note about this book. I looked it up on Amazon, and this book is selling for as much as $800. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but apparently in the engineering and science field, 
this is a very popular book for, or at least it was a very popular book. And, and judging by the price, it still is. But when she got a hold of this book, it really drove her her love for electronics. And there was all these projects inside this book that she wanted to work on. But her dad, for whatever reason, refused to help her with these projects. I have to believe that a large part of it had to do with, again, we're talking about the, the late 40s, early 50s. Back then, it was frowned upon for women to do anything other than become mothers, teachers, nurses, secretaries, and things like that. They were not encouraged to take part in, in science and math. And as Mrs. Thomas got older, you know, she could not get rid of that love she had for science and math. So when she attended a all-girls high school, she was highly discouraged about taking science and math classes, although she did manage to take a physics class. And I can't help but think, and maybe this is just a cynical side of me thinking, but I can only imagine that she probably pestered the hell out of people to take one of these classes. And finally, someone just said, you know what? Go ahead, do it. You're probably going to fail anyway. I don't know if that really happened or not. It's just the cynical side of me thinking out loud. But given the time frame, I can actually see something like that happening back then. But to everyone's surprise, Mrs. Thomas actually excelled in the physics class. As a matter of fact, she went on, not just in the physics class, but she also excelled in school, period. Um, she was a very intelligent, bright young woman. And as a result, she ended up attending Morgan State University after graduating high school, where she was only one of two women who actually majored in physics. And just like in high school, she continued to excel with her education. And in 1964, she graduated from Morgan State and she ended up landing her first job as a data analyzer with NASA. Yes, NASA, the space people. Like I said, Miss Thomas was a very bright young woman, obviously very smart. Just like at Morgan State and just like in high school, she continued to excel once she got inside NASA and she quickly started to rise through the ranks of the agency. And during her time there, she became the lead of many different projects and divisions within the organization. Now, I want to go through a time frame here and take a look at each step as she progressed through her years over at NASA because she ended up doing some things there that just became incredibly fascinating, especially for those within the industry. And she actually worked for NASA between 1964 and 1995, believe it or not. But between 1964 and 1970, she developed a computer data system that supported satellite operations, more specifically, Landsat. Now, I don't know if you know what Landsat is, but it was the first satellite that was able to send pictures from outer space back to Earth. And she played a major role in the development of this program. As a matter of fact, she became such an expert with the Landsat data projects she became an international expert within NASA. And in 1974, Valerie went on to lead a team of about 50 people, and they worked on a project that was called LACI. It stood for Large Area 
crop inventory experiment. And this utilized the Landsat data that was transmitted back to back to Earth. She used this technology to demonstrate the practicality of using technology to automate the process of predicting how much wheat was growing in the world. Don't ask me why they needed to know that. But again, these were people that are much smarter than me. So they obviously knew what they were doing. And I don't again, I don't understand why you would need to know how much wheat was growing from out of space on Earth. But like I said, they're much smarter than I am. In 1976, Mrs. Thomas attended a science exposition. And there at one of the exhibits is where she developed her first love for becoming an inventor. Now, this is going to sound a little confusing what I'm about to say. I put a link to a video that will better explain what it is that she saw while she was at this exhibit that led her to become an inventor. What she saw was an illusion of a light bulb that was glowing after it had been unscrewed from the lamp. And this was all created by using a second light bulb and a concave mirror to produce the illusion that this light bulb was still lit after it had been removed from the lamp. Again, I can't explain it, but there is a video that I linked to in the show notes. I encourage you to go over and check it out. It's actually pretty cool how this is done. Now, she thought that it would be possible to present and transmit these types of realistic three-dimensional images and greatly improve things such as videos and televisions in the future. When I saw it, my first thought was, wow, (laughs) that's pretty cool. It's a nice magic trick. But apparently, someone with a little bit higher IQ than mine sees it in a different light. And that's what she did. And that allowed her to go on to create her first invention, the illusion transmitter. Basically what it was, was a real-time three-dimensional viewing of an object through optical illusion with curved mirrors. And NASA still uses this technology today. And it's even being used in tools that have been designed for surgeons to look inside the human body. Mrs. Thomas retired from NASA back in 1995, and she received many awards during the time that she was working at NASA, two of them being the Goddard Space Flight Center Award of Merit and the NASA Equal Opportunity Medal. Unfortunately, she passed away in 2009, but the work that she did is still having an impact on the world today in many different technical industries. For a black woman to be such an important person at a place like NASA back in the 60s and 70s, that's a huge step. But Mrs. Thomas was not the first black woman to have a major impact at NASA. You may have heard of three very brilliant women by the name of Katherine Johnson, Mary Jackson, and Dorothy Vaughn. They actually worked at NASA back in 1961 at the Langley Research Center in Hampton, Virginia. They played a major role in the Mercury Project, which helped astronaut John Glenn become the first person to ever circle the Earth. 
Back in 2016, there was a fantastic movie that came out called Hidden Figures that was made about these three ladies. I highly encourage you to check it out if you have not seen it. And in 2015, Ms. Johnson received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And in 2016, NASA dedicated the Katherine Johnson Computer Building in her honor. So there were women that came before Miss Thompson, but all of these women had a major impact in today's world as far as science and technology goes. And I encourage you to try to do some further research on these women and on Miss Thomas herself. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email. I would love to hear your questions, hear your thoughts on on these very impressive, very powerful women, very intelligent women. And whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on, can you go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you do not miss any future episodes? All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye.